I was alone in the car, listening to the radio and trying to discern whether what I was hearing was true or if it was a radio drama like the infamous 1938 radio broadcast of War of the Worlds in which so many people panicked thinking that it was real. After surfing several radio stations, I realized that what I was hearing was in fact happening. The World Trade Towers had in fact been attacked. I was far from the parish on my day away, but I called the secretary and I told her, I'm on my way back. Just tell whoever calls the parish that there's going to be a prayer service in the church tonight at 7 p.m. I don't know what it'll be because I just made that up as I was talking to you, but there will be something. That night, the church was packed. We'd set up a place where people could light vigil candles because there wasn't really anything like that in this particular church. And it was so overused that it'd become a fire hazard. We had a novena of prayers over the next nine days and every night the church remained packed. Mass attendance went almost literally through the roof. And then as the months passed, the numbers returned to just about normal. So what happened? Where were all the people who so desperately needed God a few months ago that they were willing to come out for a made-up prayer service nine days in a row? Many people just wanted comfort and reassurance. And once they received enough of that, they went back to their former way of life. This is at first what the woman at the well wanted. She wanted something outside of herself to give her strength, to comfort her and suit her wants. To this mysterious water that Jesus offers her, she says, oh, give me this water always. Give me something that will satisfy my wants and my desires and my needs. This is obviously something for which she's been looking for for a very long time. It's her way of living, looking for something outside of her to fulfill her. But obviously it hasn't worked. You have had five husbands and the man you are with now is not your husband. And now she's looking for something from this stranger at the well. Jesus points out that if you keep looking at things and people and situations to fulfill all your wants and needs and desires, they're never going to be enough. You will always need more and more of these finite things to fill your cravings because they're ultimately going to fail you because they can never be enough. What he wants to give the woman at the well and what he wants to give to you and to me is not something outside of us for which we will simply thirst again, but more like a spring welling up inside ourselves so that we might never thirst again. He is that living water, that ultimate victor, the loving father. He is all mercy, all truth, all peace. In him, we are to place all of our hope, every last ounce of trust. Entrust to him all our fear, all our worry, as St. Teresa of So teaches, to entrust our hearts to him as a child entrusts all his care to his loving father. 
Fear is our worst enemy, mentally and spiritually. Be not afraid. Fear not. This is Jesus' most consistent teachings. And St. Paul asks us, if God is for us, who can be against us? And God is for us. And so now we are in the midst of a, the coronavirus threat. What should be the response of sons and daughters of our Heavenly Father? Their first response of a child of God is trust, not worry and fret. As a child trusts his father when he says, jump, I'll catch you, we are to trust our Heavenly Father. What has ever been made better by hours of wringing hands, more likely it has been made much worse. This doesn't mean don't plan or don't play it safe, but after making those plans and while playing it safe, trust and live and love and pray. You cannot turn one hair of your head black or gray, Jesus tells us, so trust your heavenly Father. It is possible that you and everyone you know is going to come through this unscathed. And what a waste of life and time worrying would have been. It is possible that someone you love or you will become ill. That is a time for service, of love and attention and sacrifice, not panic and self-focused worry. It is possible that you or I, or someone you know, will not make it through this time. Unlikely, but possible. But for us, we rest in the unshakable belief that even in that event, Christ has already won. And while there may be some nervousness about, nervousness about leaving the known for the unknown, ultimately, this is our goal. And eventually, inevitable, it's why Jesus came. And so why fret and moan? Rather, live and love. Personally, I'm doing as much as I reasonably can to remain healthy so that I might be available to the parish. If I remain healthy, I will give thanks and do what I can in service. If I become ill, I trust that everyone's going to carry on without my meddling. I was up last night writing some policies for the parish during this health threat, applying to our situation all the re uh, recommendations and mandates that have been handed down to us up till last night. There were even changes last night. And I started writing out what should be, do should be done for the, as I was thinking, for all those old people, you know, it says for those 50 and over, when it suddenly hit me, oh my gosh, I'm one of the old people. <laughs> Actually, I kind of had an inkling that I was becoming an older person when I started talking to the servers and going, oh, my dear, without, on it, without irony. You know, my dear, would you bring that over here? Who says my dear? <laughs> so what is my role? Not to worry or fret. My faith tells me that I am as ready as I can be. My faith tells me that I have a loving and merciful Father. My experience tells me that is as much as I can do, the world, the faith, the church, and the parish are going to get along just fine. This is what feeds the spring that should gush up inside of you. 
the strength that Jesus wishes to give you, that you might be a source of strength and hope for others at exactly times like this, instead of someone who needs to be constantly absorbed that from others. This is what the Eucharist is about. This is what the sacrament of confession is for. It is what his assurances in teaching and sacred scripture is for us to do. This is why we spend every day growing in relationship with Jesus, that Christ is not something simply to slap on over everything when we have need, but that he be a living presence within us, that inner strength, that we be his living tabernacle, that he be like a spring gushing up inside of us, allowing us to be not afraid and to be a faucet of life and faith and hope in this world instead of an endless thirsty drain.